0: Alright, guys, welcome to, to Professional Goblins, and with a little red. Um, I'm Scott, and this is Mike, and today with us we got Jacob. How you been, man?
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, of course. I mean, we, I think we're the ones who are honored here with such a prolific uh, artist.
2: It's true, it's true. He's so I good. I appreciate it.
3: Everywhere!
0: It's awesome. Seriously. I bet say I can't go down my Facebook feed without at least like three of your ads being like, "Hire me! I'm a badass!" because it's true.
1: <clears throat> hey Luke, I, I, and here and here I don't pay for any advertising space. So <laughs> you know, I know, whatever. I know, but it, it come up that often. No, it's
0: because it says we're friends on Facebook, and someone will go, "Check him out! Check out Jacob's artwork!" and we'll just, and I'm like, free advertising. Pass that along then. <laughs> I
1: think that's Mike. That's usually Mike.
0: Well, I, I think it's, I it's
1: it's m- to you all yep. the time.
0: Yep, true. Yes, and it's I think your, your I think your art speaks for itself. It's advertising enough for itself. Well, I'm actually looking well, forward uh, to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I'm just gonna say thank you. I've <laughs> I've been working at for for a long time, so you know. Wait, you mean it didn't happen overnight? No- nothing happens overnight. It's <laughs> a skill like anything else. Yeah. I I just didn't I, I didn't come out. You know. Draw, drawing this way you know if you if you take a look at my pieces that I was doing even just four years ago four or five years they are totally different from them from what I'm doing now totally I
0: love working with artists because I get to like over a long period of time we just we're working with this uh girl Deanna Roberts and I worked with her four or five years ago and you know she was good she was decent um you know it's like out of college you know she did some good stuff and we got some pieces for her, and I'll talk about those later, but holy crap. Holy crap, D. If you're watching this, holy crap. You know? Went from zero to 60, but, you know, it took a few years. But, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah,
2: anyway. It's, uh, it's really awesome to follow Jacob on Facebook and stuff, because, like, I'm going to be gone for two weeks soon, and I won't be, like, on Facebook. And when I come back, I know that I can look at Jacob's wall and see, like, 50 <laughs> brand new illustrations. For a bunch of awesome stuff. So if you do not already follow Jacob, you should. You definitely should. But uh, yeah, uh, so for yeah. folks who are new to the podcast and, and the show, we're live on Twitch. Uh, you're welcome to join us at twitch.tv slash Little Red Goblin. And um, we're going to be starting the show actually with a new segment, uh, which will focus on reviewing products. However, yep. we do not host this segment. This segment is hosted by.
3: Shredder and the Bat Bro. This week we're going to be talking about The Wealth System by Straight Path Games. Straight. <laughs> now, the point of the Straight Path Games PDFs is to make Pathfinder simpler and faster to use with new rules and different tweaks. Uh, the Wealth System is a very abstract thing. You get uh, an amount a wealth score equal to your level plus charisma modifier, and then it takes out a lot of the the rub hubbub of going through marketplaces and trading your plus one long sword for a plus one long bow. All in all, it's short, it's quick, it does what it says it's going to do, and I like it. I personally as a player really enjoy doing those terrible things where you sell like all of the party's loot that you've stolen from them and then buy very nice things, and the wealth system may not count for that, but it does have things like credit, so you can borrow nice things from other people. Borrow. And uh, as a GM, it's very, 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 very persuasive, because now you can give magical items to the town guardsmen, and it won't become hunts for the town guardsmen, so I can have 50 plus one long swords and retire as a king. All told, I will give it... Five throwing knives, but it will not get the coveted shuriken because there are no dead turtles in the product.
0: Nah, man, nah, man. Listen to this. Listen to this. All right, all right. I read this. I read this. It was good. It was good, but I had some problems with it. I have some problems with a lot of things. I have a lot of problems with talking and staying awake. But this PDF, I mean, it was good. It was good. And. But the problem that I always I had with it was, like, like my bro here said, I like that shit. I like going, man we gotta manacle that dude, we gotta jam him to a bed! And they're like, nah man, we don't got no manacles. You gotta improvise, you gotta improvise and find like rope, or hair, or rope hair, or hair rope, or limbs, and you know what, I don't know. I just don't like being able to be like, yeah, yeah, you got some rope, you got some manacles, because one, you, you're gonna describe these manacles. They're gonna be fluffy, are they fluffy? Are they gonna be, you know, the leather type that have the cops use? Not that I would be able any type of connoisseur in those things, but yeah, 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 stuff like that. However, overall, as an abstract concept, I like it. I really like that you could pool your party's wealth together easily. It's everyone plus or minus, or that you're about the same wealth level. You can add one for every person there, so you can get yourself. Together and get some big thing, like a boat. Like a PARTY BOAT! Everyone wants
3: a party boat. You want a party boat? I want a party boat. boat from which to kill turtles. That... that... that's a thing you could do. Indeed. So, well, system, we think you should check it out. Yeah. Alright, so, back to the,
2: kind of the format
3: of the podcast. <laughs> Note to All self! Right, so- not doing that again! <laughs>
2: We're going to start by talking about the favorite games that we are currently playing in. Uh, Jacob, you are the guest, so you have the honor of being the, uh, the, first, the first one to tell us.
1: Oh, the favorite game that I'm currently playing in? Well, that would probably be the one game I'm currently playing in. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is a Pathfinder campaign that is set in the World of Warcraft. Ah. And in that, I am playing uh, a paladin by the name of Baron. And he's actually based on the paladin that I created when I played World of Warcraft, named Baron. And he's, he's, a, ton of fun, he's a ton of fun to play. You know, uh, mythic rules are weird and slightly heinously overpowering. Because we are being able to take on all sorts of things that we have no business going up against, even at 11th level. Isn't that the point of it?
2: Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the whole mythic thing. I, I my... But yeah, it,
1: but, it... Uh, but the the, the character is a ton of fun. I'm I'm having a blast with the game. The GM knows his Azeroth lore, just like the back of his hand. So oh wow, it's, it's really good.
2: Yeah, that sounds cool. Do you guys have like? Have you done any kind of changes to the system to match World of War? Like, is there like a DPS mechanic?
1: Nope. Oh, oh, yeah? like that? Yeah. Uh, no, nothing like that. It's pretty much run straight Pathfinder. He has built a couple of classes to better emulate uh, the classes as they appear in World of Warcraft. Like, instead of using the Shaman class from Pathfinder, he's made his own Azeroth Shaman class. So, you, you put down the totems, you, tr- you you do the shapeshifting, all that sort of thing.
0: Very cool, very cool. There was a there was an old... I forget what system it was for. They actually had a like a a straight-up, like, Azeroth-centric uh, role-playing game way back when I remember. There's some really cool stuff in that. If you guys haven't had a chance to look at those PDFs, I mean...
1: Yeah, those were those were for three three O and five. Were they? I've got most of those. Oh, my,
0: that's so cool. I, I remember reading over some of, the, like, the Dwarven stuff, and I was like, Oh, Dwarves with actual good lore. Oh. uh oh. You know? Salivating the a little bit. Dwarves
2: in World of Warcraft are really cool. I have to give them that. Yep. I'm not a huge Warcraft fan, but like the Dwarves, I instantly gravitated to the Dwarves.
0: I, I have a hit-or-miss relationship sometimes, I'm like, that's the coolest thing, and then I'm like, but I can't play anything with it, damn it. But, yeah.
2: What about you, Scott? What are you playing it right now?
0: A uh, lot more playtests. Lots and lots and lots of playtests. Um, I'm cool. going to skip today, though, um, because the last playtest I was in is something kind of secret. So...
3: Secret.
0: But I will talk. Remember, last week I told you it to remind me of the uh, the Ravenloft story. So I'll tell you about that later. All right. All right. Do you want to do it for your character thing? Is that what you? Oh, I mean, I,
2: I can do that for it. Well, no, we're. Gonna, we yeah, yeah, we're let me. Yeah, yeah. But say you're doing ahead. yours. You're doing yours. Um, I'm gonna talk about the Imperial Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the of Kuma Kickstarter backers gave a uh, prodigious, just ridiculous amount of money to the, the campaign. So I'm running this like very long adventure path for them. Called the imperial matchmaker because he said that he wanted something like intrigue. So the emperor has arranged t- uh, ten different marriages between twenty nobles in the four clans of the Battle of Broken Spears that have like been ancestral nemesis. And there's uh, I don't want to say how many Bengoshi, but there's more than this many Bengoshi involved, trying to get the players to kill one of the brides or groomsmen, and also trying to get other people to kill the brides or groomsmen. Nice. So. We're on session twelve now, and we finally got into the first day of, of the freaking weddings. It's taken me twelve sessions to get to that part. <laughs> I mean, they're having fun, so that's the that's the whole point. But it's just like, God, I here, thought door. I thought we'd be here like six games ago. Sure, um, good boy. So yeah, uh, there it was like a marriage in the garden. Uh, the whole the whole thing is on my website, and and awesome it has like pictures and stuff. But like, uh, I had uh, they don't know exactly who I know who somebody flew like high over the city and just like dropped suicide bombers like kamikaze warriors that were just strapped down with explosives onto the procession so like fun uh, very fun It was yeah They were just like shooting dudes out of the air and the samurai uh, who unfortunately Was sick so like I didn't want them to I wanted to start because we've been on a hiatus for like six weeks Yeah, and like I I, I think I played Steve's character correctly because she like was jumping around slashing at dudes in the air and then at one point two guys were close enough that she could affect uh, one if she managed to cause the one dude to explode to trigger the other dude before. Nice, like, nice. 30 people died. So she did her like cut herself and disembowelment spell to nice. kill the dude chain reaction. Oh, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like I uh, I don't know, it's you're always like really worried when you're running one of those like climactic games where you're you're reaching like a, a peak in the the plot and there's like great trepidation but uh, it worked out. I'm I'm glad you got that payoff there because like, the sometimes you don't always on, get that. Like this is our first D and D game. Even better, crazy boss fight kind of thing. Get, get and, some uh,
1: cool stuff in Had yeah, a great
2: time, so I felt like I was like particularly good about it. You know, whenever you get to get to give a,
0: a rookie one of those like seminal experiences. That that's quite a rewarding right, so experience, at GM.
2: Ravenloft story.
0: Okay, so Ravenloft story. Ravenloft story. Okay, this this I reminded myself of this like four times. I think I blacked this out for a while. So anyway, Ravenloft story. So, back in college, I played in a Ravenloft game. I wasn't GMing. I was a, a ranger who went Knight of the Raven. Knight of the Raven is a hilarious class. You can, um, the first level ability is speak with the Ravens. What does it do? It's fucking useless. But it, you can speak with Ravens. So the princess who was giving me lip, I turned to my Celestial Raven, was just like, ah, ah, and would have the uh, Raven cock back to me. And uh, she just thought it was crazy the entire game until I saved her life. Um, but I did it intentionally. Anyway, so Ravenloft story. If you guys don't know what Castle Ravenloft is, you're going to a castle to destroy a vampire named Shrod. Now, Shrod is a badass, especially if you're under level, and every room is a new nightmare. So in this party, we have myself, who was a ranger at the time, I think, with a pet wolf, a cleric of sorts. I don't remember what he was. It was 3-5 way back when. And he had... um, He he was a punchy cleric for some reason. I forget why, but he was a punchy cleric. Um, Then we had a... A dude who kept dying like every fucking game his character would die and he was currently rolled as a sorcerer and he was with our group and we're like all right whatever (laughs) and we had a warlock okay and the warlock had been with us so basically it's us three had been alive the entire time with a rotating cast of sorcerers um then we had this new player who came in who was a friend of the GM, and he had a um barbarian with a bunch of war dogs and he had some like tortured backstory about how shroud killed his wife or something like that and uh, we're sitting there looking at this thing. It was something that made us have evil, bad emotions. And he ran up the stairs because of them and left the party. Okay, whatever. Warlock grabs the evil thing, decides to drop it off the edge of the castle. He can fly. What does he carry? runs over, goes down the hall. But we're all sitting here, and the GM goes, All right, Barbarian, roll a will save. Why? These Cheshire Cat grins and eyes open up when you open that door. And he goes, Okay. And he rolls it, and he goes, All right, you don't know what happened. Takes him aside, tells him over there, comes back, the player's like, oh god, fuck. So, apparently he had been, like, suggested or dominated, I forget what, to believe that we were totally in league with Shroud and we're totally fucking with him. Of course. Of course. And, um, so he comes fl- in a flying rage down the stairs, like, literal rage, and we have the warlock, or the sorcerer go... Hey, buddy, I don't have a word to talk with. I want to talk to you about it. And the guy just flying leaps, just kills one-shots, full HP to zero, the sorcerer. <laughs> and his guy comes flying down the fucking stairs. And um, him and his dogs, because he didn't just buy fucking normal dogs for, like, a few GP. He bought, like, 25 GP war dogs or something. And I think we're, <laughs> like, third or fourth level. So these are, like, not a huge challenge, but a screaming barbarian totally is. And now the war... Lo- the warlock is off doing his own thing. So it's me and the cleric. And we're like, all right, fuck this up. So we have a legit, like, super intense battle with this dude. And at the end, we're like, all right, all right, all right. He's dead. The dogs are dead. Well, actually, he's unconscious. He'll be fine. We'll toss him in the, in the armoire, the big, like, closet. Put him over there. And the warlock comes back. Sees so a sorcerer just slammed against the wall. Blood everywhere. Bunch of dogs. We're just in there panting. And he's like, well, what happened? And he's like, well, the barbarian turned on us. But don't worry, we subdued him. We think it's magic. And then he looks at the closet we shoved him in, and there's all this blood gushing out. And he's like, what did you do? And the GM goes, I will remind you, his rage has worn off now. So he was, like, negative, like, 20 points below and just dead. We had two PCs dead in, like, literally the span of, like, in-game, like, literally a minute. And we're like, all right, sounds good.
1: It's Ravenloft. This is
0: Castle Ravenloft.
2: Fuck us. Yeah, let's
1: get out of here. <laughs>
0: yep. There, there's it's a... Like for
2: secret passages where other characters may be hidden.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is he over here off screen? Look at this guy. He's been <laughs> off... He's been here the entire time. And the sorcerer's player, man, he was pissed. He's like literally rolled that guy off and is just like, can we resurrect him? And I'm like, Shrod will resurrect him in a few hours. <laughs> and he's like, you were an asshole." I'm like, "I know." I literally, you flipped off the raging barbarian. What did you think was gonna happen? Anyway, that was a fantastic game. I had a bear at the end of that one when we were fighting Shrod, and he was gonna kill this key NPC. And I'm like, I taught him one extra trick. What was it? Dance. So he did the Thriller Dance. That was his thing. <laughs> so he did the Thriller Dance, and Shrod. Nat 1, like, the guy's like, Jim's like, alright, you know what? You did a fucking awesome job in that. I'm gonna let the, him roll to see if he's distracted by it. Rolls a fucking Nat 1, is just like, holy shit, is that a bear doing the Thriller dance? Does not kill the person, and we kill him next round. I'm just like, I'm like, bear did it! Yes! Awesome!
1: <laughs> you go, bear! Just, t- total, total end of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. What totally. are you doing? I'm distracting
0: you! It's a dance-off, bro! Anyway, so yeah, that was the Ravenloft story I, I felt I needed to tell. That there are so many serious. absurd things with that. I learned that summoning a monkey in that game does not actually mean summoning a giant gorilla who has a great grappling score. It means summoning know. a small lemur into a web golem who was on fire. And my ranger's is going, I killed the monkey, oh god! I thought it was going to be a big one! <laughs> also, web golems, fuck those things. Grapple out the ass. Anyway, that was my story.
3: like a terrible monster.
0: Oh, come here, dog.
2: Alright, Jacob, what's your your favorite character in a game you're in right now if it is not uh, Baron?
1: Well, uh, I'm I'm actually running a superhero game right now uh, based on an adventure that I am hoping to publish soon. I need like two pieces of art, and then I'm going to send it off to the editors.
2: Oh, man. Um, Wait, I wonder if you know any artists. God.
1: The problem is when you're working on your own personal projects, those always have to be set aside for yep. for paying work. Yeah. So that that's my issue with that. Because I've been working on this adventure for a year now. Oh wow. And I'm only now getting to finish it. So, uh but yeah, I, I play tested the the adventure called Disaster Day uh for my for my local group and they loved it. And uh, for Disaster Day, I created several pre-generated characters, and one of them uh, is is a speedster named Dart. When I initially wrote Dart up, he was a celebrity superhero. He, you know, I love it. Just, Hi, I'm Dart. Buy this, buy this soda. Hi, I'm Dart. You know, buy this product. Very, very and- blue beetle. I
0: lo- not blue beetle. Oh my god. Uh, what the fuck? Not Ted Cord. Uh, his buddy Booster Gold. Sorry. Very Booster yeah. Gold.
1: Very, very much like that, but uh, when I handed the characters over, you know, my my I have very experienced players, and
0: inexperienced. You said are
1: experienced. Experienced. Okay. Experienced. Players. So uh, my buddy Tom, who I hand Dart over to, uh, he just. Totally changes him, re- rewrites his background. He's no longer a celebrity. He's now this uh, you know kid who's going to college on a on a science tech degree, and uh, he is a utter nerd. And he's 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 pretty much playing Seth Green in his teenage years as a <laughs> speedster, <laughs> and. For mutants and minds when you get hero points for doing fun things or silly things or heroic things, it's Tom is just getting stacks and stacks I of love hero it. points every session. <laughs> he, 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 is, he is running this character so wonderfully.
0: And you know, of- that, that stuff that comes from running with experienced players, when you have a player who will be like, the Glazebu asks, what do you want, what do you wish for? Go to hell! You know what I mean, like, and just throws that wrench in there intentionally, or just like rewrites a character, or just redoes a class how to fit their concept. I love experienced players like that, man.
1: Uh, speaking of the gazebo, <laughs> Tom knew the people involved in the gazebo story. <laughs> in the gazebo story. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know what the funny thing is?
0: Every now and then, when I I, I, toss, I toss one in this game, I had a twelve-player game I ran for two and a half years. Fun times. Um, and at one point, they came across. Uh, a gazebo, and the, immediately the new players just like, "Did you say gazebo?" And everyone else just went, "Yes." Everyone like the other eleven <laughs> players just went, "Yes!" Immediately, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, okay. I, I do we need to attack that?" And we're like, "Yes, you need to attack the gazebo." <laughs> How about we, you, Mike? Uh, what do you got?
2: Well, I want to mention that like uh, on, on corporate superheroes. The first time I incorpor- like I, I like I saw somebody write one was I think it was one of Jason Tondro's characters I think it was one of his from Crucible City and he was just perfect it was perfect like way better than Captain Amazing from Mystery Men like I would have I would have followed that hero on fucking Twitter like it was <laughs> always on point and I just I just want to throw that one out there um so let's Jason
1: Tondro's is great
2: yes everything Jason does is great yeah he, and he's like an actual like professor of comics like his name doctor comics is not just like a joke it kind of is I, 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 I
0: love that i love that you can be nowadays a doctor of comics. comics oh my god oh, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: i think his thesis was on the the round table of king arthur and how that imagery has been like diffused throughout all of the superhero media yeah um yeah he's brilliant he's great jason 100% uh, he's not, he's got a well we'll talk about we'll talk you know, about up, kickstarters Kickstarter later, later <laughs> yeah um yeah, my character right now. Uh, I'm playing a game uh, set in the world of Jade, which is like a custom thing that my my Sunday morning group is about. And my favorite character there is. Oh, uh, Sunday morning
0: gaming. God help you.
2: Rigus Murtaugh, or rather Sergeant Rigus Murtaugh. So, uh, like, they they they're they're kind of a difficult group to play with. Like, I had to sack one of my characters last week because like they didn't like that he was comedic. Oh. Um, to be fair, he was very funny. But uh, you can read more about Priest Cletus Longtoe and the Church of Debus Crisp on my website. <laughs> but uh, So this this game, I was just like, okay, what do you guys want me to play? And they are like, you can play the, the, the sergeant and just be like serious, a serious cop. And I was like, okay, sure. Can I play, you know, Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon? And they were all like, <laughs> okay, sure. So it's like a medieval game, but I'm Sergeant Murtaugh and like most of the time it's just me like screaming at the party for, you know, disobeying orders or destroying property or, like, intimidating witnesses and, you know. So lawful,
0: lawful is what you're aligning oh, this. Oh, so
2: lawful. Stupid. it's Lawful, stupid. He's lawful, stupid. Although he's also lazy and he's about to retire. Like, that's the joke. Like, he, his retirement keeps getting pushed back because of this or that reason.
0: Yeah.
2: And I just, I just greatly enjoy playing him and, I like, having temperamental outbursts, which I'll only go on the temporal outburst for, like, about 30 seconds or so, and then I'll be like, and it continues for, like, five or six minutes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Sometimes
0: a yeah. set dressing like that is a bit, uh, is what you need to do. You're like, you're like, you're like, instead of like, we, I've had a game where it's like we had a, uh, a bunch of people who are, you know, not like young or new, but like, they, they probably would not appreciate me swearing profusely for five minutes. Um, not, I mean, not that that ever happens, except in that like, one vampire we game, man. Time with <laughs> um, so the, uh, so it literally is just like, so my character starts spewing the most vile stuff you've ever heard. The type of things that make grown men cover their ears and scream. Such profanities that even you know, infernal doesn't have You go on to, with that for like five minutes. And they're just like What did he say at the end of it, you know? And you're like yeah. you're like, you don't want me to write that down, man. Use your imaginations. It's always better yeah, their imagination's always better than what I what I'm gonna come up with. That's true.
2: Alright. Uh, next topic of discussion. Uh, favorite project that we are working on that is ours. That's something that we are working on. Jacob, what are you working on right now? Uh, do you want to talk about the, that adventure that you've been spending a year writing?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. It, it's
2: uh, disaster day. What, oh, what are the two illustrations you have to do yet? Like,
1: uh, I have to do the introductory comic, which is just one page, mm-hmm. and then I need to draw an uh, evil suit of Uh, mecha armor that's supposed to be, you know, kind of uh, homage to Ironmonger.
0: Nice, nice. Big, ugly, massive (laughs) brute, I love it.
1: Big, ugly, bristling with weapons, you know, mecha suit. Uh, So yeah, uh, Disaster Day is a superhero adventure for Mutants of Mastermind's 3rd edition, and it takes place in the superpowered legends universe that I have been writing characters for, for the last two years. And uh,
2: how many characters are you up to, by the way?
1: Um, I 76? believe last I believe at last count it was in the seventies. Wow, yeah. they're um, awesome.
2: Go look if you have not checked it out yet. I
0: saw a, a few lot. of them. Yeah. I've seen a few of them.
1: Yes, Super super Powered Legends, they're available on one bookshelf and the open gaming store. There's a ton ton of stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Disaster Day, I I think, is a really nice introductory adventure. Uh, It's intended for power level 10, 150-point beginning superhero characters. Uh, And the idea is a major disaster befalls the city, and... For some reason none of the other heroes are around to fix it or help clean up or 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 take care take control of all the crime that's happening afterwards. So, so, so you're you...
0: talking kinda of like uh end of Bloodhaven, kind of no man's land or beginning of civil war style thing?
1: Kinda of like that, yeah. Yeah, cool, I, I dig that. And
2: for the uninitiated power level ten is roughly close to like where the X Men would be in the Marvel universe.
1: Yeah. Yeah uh but yeah the the the, ma- the major heroes like the the of, of the superpowered legends universe the sentinels you know your your your, your friendly city borough arachnid the, the <laughs> recluse he's not around so uh so you know criminals are starting to go nuts in w- after the Hard disaster. Aim. and you know you find you find out that the the ma- the the, the mate all the all the prisons have suffered uh, have suffered severe damage. So the the prisoners are literally just walking out the giant holes in the walls. Ugh. So you 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 and, and and things are coming up from the fissures in the ground. You dinosaur monsters and and mole people. So it, it is it is just one thing after another. To, Never a dull to, to moment. Literally, it is a literal trial by fire adventure nice. for your characters to start, and I give I give a little bit uh, a little thing at the at the beginning where characters get to shine as, as uh, solo heroes, you know, res- rescuing everyday people, you know. You see a car collision, try, try to help people with that. You see a, a, a building on fire, try to help people with that. You see looting happening, try to help with that. Nice. These are all individual things, and then something happens that gets awesome. all the characters together, and that's when the adventure really takes off.
0: That's cool. I like that you give people a chance to shine. When I run games, I tend to try to give people a little intro kind of part of it, so it's like you'll end up, you know, you give each person kind of a set piece to shine in. Because if not, you're just going to... everyone just... And then the mob formed, and these... Blah, 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 story vomit. Yep.
2: I'm a terrible DM, because I, I like to provoke and and entrap my players. So at, at this point, I've been playing this metagame with James Lewis for about two years now. And I've got him, and I hope he doesn't see this, because ruin a little bit. But he's paranoid. He's straight up paranoid whenever he's playing with me. <laughs> I got him like, right where I want him, because when he finally succeeds it's going to be this, like, epic moment in his life he's going to tell people about
0: forever. I had these, yeah. these guys, uh, this guy died, Ben. I died, Ben. I don't think you're watching this. Anyway, died, Ben. Uh, was, he's one of those real, like, min-max, like, I know this system, I know the meta, let's do this thing, type of thing, characters. So, he's like, we're walking around town. His, or I'm GMing, they're walking around town, I go, you see a guard watching you. He goes, he goes, Re- really? Yeah. You see a guard watching you. Well, I try to lose him. You do so. Later on, you see another guard, and he's looking your direction.
3: <laughs>
0: and so, after, like, just keep pointing out that the guards are watching them. Like, after a long time, you know what happens? He walks up to the fucking guard and goes, Why are you spying on Why are you watching us? And, and he's just like, he's like, You're carrying weapons in the marketplace, and we don't know who you are. Why Why do you think I'd be... Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have a problem? Are, are you Okay.
3: Let do me look at what you have in that pouch.
0: What? I'm doing my job, man. <laughs> Literally what I am paid to do on a daily basis.
2: That sounds like a yeah. idea. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, Mike, what
2: do you got going on? Oh, uh, did I mark one to talk about? Uh, I don't okay. know. All right, I'm going to talk about what, what is, has ripped me away this week. Um so, we've been, we, we had plans to do like a, a, a fifth edition version of um, basically the Book of Vile Darkness. Yeah. Um, and we were going to do it in this like celestial fantasy world. And like we were talking game publishing about it. And then um, they have decided to do some other stuff. They're, they're like redoing the Zeitgeist Adventure Pass for 5E, which is totally cool and makes a lot of sense because that thing's huge and awesome. So, uh, <clears throat> we're shopping into, around to other publishers and we figured out like what wasn't really clicking for us is that. Like we didn't want to just do another like medieval fantasy world so we're doing it as deco punk so think like nice the Rock- nice the Rock- oh wait wait i know
3: exactly the what the you're talking punk
2: about like magic and no nazi <coughs> sky captain in the world tomorrow with elves and dwarves
0: cool so that's coming. sexy cars i assume is it what sexy sexy cars
2: uh yes sexy cars uh deco architecture everywhere and, like, the, the idea is that the good guys have won. These celestial heroes, these nine, like, epic 20th-level characters have rid the world of evil and, like, cut a deal with the good gods that have given them this access to an energy that we're still not sure what to call It's called Good Energy. That's our placeholder name. Good. <coughs> and it, like, powers their cars and lights
0: and shit. Nice. But
2: the radiation it gives off extends the lifespan of good, good-aligned good creatures. Cool. And that's how they're, like, beating evil, and, like, evil's going to be rid of the world And then
0: you play evil characters that bring down (laughs) society. I love it. (laughs) And then
1: you're giant
0: dicks in this wonderful setting.
1: Everybody's a nice
0: person, except for you. You kick
2: puppies. Well, you're fundamentally flawed. There's, like, something wrong with your soul. So when you're going through character creation, you get two scores, new ones, called Sanctity, which is how holy you appear to be. And then Sin, which is how unholy you actually are. Nice. And, um depending on what inherent harris you choose, is like anger, pride, envy, greed, gluttony, sloth, you know, it's classic seven deadly sins. Uh, your sanctity, your sin score will be lower or higher. And then you can use your sanctity score to trick good energy items into working for you, thinking that you are a good <laughs> creature. Or you can send spend your sin points from your sin score to like pervert it. So for instance, uh, in the pro, for the Kickstarter, we're gonna have like a free adventure as one of the promos. Um, the guards all have good energy guns and in the hands of a good creature it does like uh, like 1d10 bludgeoning damage in the hands of a neutral creature it does like much less damage and it's hard to use in the hands of an evil creature you can like pervert it so it does way more force damage and then after a minute it explodes
3: nice. so, like,
2: I envision players just like taking out patrols just to get their hands on the guns and then like <laughs> charging them like grenades <laughs> so I don't know, we got, we started doing work for that. I figured out what the character sheet's going to look like, and, like, the, uh, the, I finally figured out uh, how to do the graphic logo. It's really cool. It's very gold, and, and, uh, it's a deco-punk kind of, like, font, but, like, the, it's the Book of Exalted, and that's all gold. And then Darkness is, like, gold with fire coming up from
3: it. Cool, cool. So,
2: yeah, yeah, and then Indy's doing, like, one piece where it's, like, a good lady and, like, art deco, and it's all beautiful and, like, very gold heavy. And then one evil piece where it's, like, this bitch covered in spiked armor and blood and, like, chains and, like, all the buildings around her are on fire and stuff is exploding. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> I don't know. It's it's killing That's me, sexy. too, like, I have stuff I need to do, but, like, as soon as I start to get into one of these projects, I slide in like a meth fiend in a mud pit. It sucks. I, n- I
0: know what you mean, man. <laughs> yeah. There's time. Th- like, last week I was working on something and my editor, Ian, goes, hey, you gotta work on this, and I'm like, but what? I'm like, I'm, I'm chasing this dragon over here, man! I'm gonna put, like, ten pages, come on! And I will
2: point out that I do have... This is, like, a DAF thing, and so I have some oversight, and they talked me out of killing kids for the adventure. You kill teenagers now. Okay, fine! I like, eight-year-olds, and they were like... No, Mike teenagers. Like, I have...
1: Teenagers is fine. Yeah, 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 that, yeah.
2: that's PG-13. Like, this makes me feel kind of bad. You, you can hurt. kill teenagers, though, and I was like,
0: all right, well... Sorry, my dog is, uh, seeking attention. Um... Yeah, so um, I got
2: a.
1: Teenagers, Monster City service.
0: Yep. <laughs> they're as teenagers too, so you know they're douches. You just know it. All right, so I got a few things on my plate. Um, I haven't talked about Free Wars ever, have I? I'll skip that. No, I don't
3: think so. Um, I
0: guess I'll talk about Free Wars. Um, so we're doing an expansion for it, so I'll talk about that. But so way back, you know, like how um. What is it? Not Fantasy Flight. You know how everyone's getting butt hurt about uh, people may- reproducing 40k miniatures on like 3D printing sites. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, like that's a that's a huge problem for them. Yeah,
0: like, that's the whole. That's um, why
2: they're extending their IP to all kinds of different other. Oh sites.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't like that. I was like, yeah, I get that. That's their IP, and it totally is. But then they started going to like stuff on. We can only use this. You have to be this percent bought, this percent made, and it's like. Let people play the fucking game, man. So we came up with a system called Free Wars. Free Wars is a super simple, actually free, public domain, or actually Creative Commons, so effectively, um, war game system. And we put out one called, uh, uh, a sample game called Pioneer for it. The system doesn't make much sense unless you have Pioneer, so. But um, I started getting into a lot of uh, Japanese historical hist- like combat stuff. Um, and so we're going to put out something for that. I already got some really bizarre things coming up. Um, the idea is that each setting for the game takes the really simple core rules and like twists it sort of and does something completely different. Like uh, one of the th- one of my designers right now is working on a single player version for it, so everyone kind of plays like d and D party instead of a normal war game setup. So the idea is that it's supposed to be super simple a module. Or you can just like that's that's the Nintendo. Here's the game being plugged in. Yeah. So I get to play with ninjas and Ronin, and I'm sure you're familiar with those things in some fashion mike and not that you've ever looked up any of that um but yeah we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun with some historical japanese stuff uh normally you start off with a big squad size and you can add auxiliaries this one, you start off your your base units are all one samurai or one other leadership unit and then you have the auxiliary and like ashigaru and stuff i don't know it's, it's pretty cool so you so you, you have one like focus and it grows out from there um but this week let's see we're all we're putting out um actually tomorrow we're putting out um stray spells there's Highlander as the epitome of the personification of spells, but they can Highlander each other, so okay. with lots of with, oh, yeah, a, ra- with a racial class yeah, too yeah, called yeah. the Stray King. Um, that's the so one. So with- what
1: you're saying is to play this game, you're going to have to invest in the Rising Sun Kickstarter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about that later. We're talking about that later. Um, yes. No. No. Listening. No. You don't have to, but I will plug that shit all day. It looks like a lot of fun. Plus, this is Cool Mini or Not, I love Cool Mini or Not. I think all the minis are cool. I just keep pressing like. That's how you do that site, right? And I look at the stuff I've painted and I'm like, don't look at this.
2: Yeah, I don't, I I have never even tried to paint a mini. I just don't have the patience.
0: I've painted entire armies, but they look like shit. Jacob, I I wish I put as much time into it as you did because they'd be a lot more pretty if I did it
1: that way. Well, those miniatures that I just painted last week, you know, I did all those in like 3 hours. Oh, you suck. And but but the, You the suck. Key, <laughs> the key to to the key to doing miniatures that way is to grab as many figures as are going to be painted the same yep. way as you can. Yep. So just do a whole bunch of skeletons all at once or a whole bunch of zombies all at once. Yep. Whatever it is, make sure they're going to be using the same colors and then just go down factory paint them.
0: Let's say, I, 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 just, I don't know if I have the dexterity for it, man. My dex is a little low in, in, in regards to painting. Um, I, I, have tri- I have the brushes that are trimmed out to, like, two frickin', like, hairs. I'm like... But I haven't had a chance to paint in, like, God, like, at least two years. And I'm way out of practice on it. My shit never looked good anyway. Oh, I got a cool mini, well, though.
2: What uh, is your uh, favorite new project that is not yours, Jacob?
1: Okay, um, that is not mine. Well, today, Wright Publishing just released a new product uh, for their "In the Company of" series. You yeah, so which a bitch. is pick
2: what I was going to pick.
3: You so which so is so an <laughs>
1: expanded version of the Gelatinous Cube. God damn it, Jacob! Where you can play a Gelatinous Cube <laughs> now. Uh, I know several people who would be like, what the hell? And I know a whole bunch of people who are like, yes! I want to play that!
0: You know what the first and thing that, that comes to my mind is? Those unfortunately super pornographic like Ooze Girls or whatever? And I'm like... Oh, I, yes. and I'm, <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you don't, I'm Mike. Sure really I'm right. sure you don't. Mike, it is a, Ooze <laughs> Girls is a total thing.
0: And uh, so we read this thing called Resimar once, which are basically they're ooze girls. But I did. I was like, I don't want to make it. It's not. I promise.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna jump on Jacob's and double recommend that you get in the expanded in the, the company of uh, expanded oozes because, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm and, all about plain oozes, man. And,
1: and anytime right Publishing releases uh, in the company of product, I am on it. I, I
2: yeah. love those. In the Codex book, we were gonna do, like, uh, play as a monster stuff, and then we thought about it, and we were like, you know what? Right Company is doing, they're doing so much better at this than we are. Like, let's just tell people to go there.
1: Yeah, and, all, all you have to do is all yeah. you have, just look at what what some other people are doing, and they're, they're doing, they're probably doing it already. But say,
2: we, we, we um, did, like, at I one I, point... And they, he did it well, too, like, they're, they're
0: solid. We, uh, way back when we were talking about doing a psychic book, and then we're like, well, there's this book called Psionics Unleashed or whatever that came out, um, and I don't think I can touch that now. So we started citing their stuff. We actually have some of the, We actually cited some of their stuff. Uh, we had that high, halfbreed and hybrid book, and we actually I, had I a. I put
2: their uh, compatibility logo on some of my stuff whenever yep. I'm using it. But Forever Dark has it, and uh, Codex has it. Yeah. Uh,
0: our Breeds and hybrid books has that too. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, what's your uh, favorite project that's not yours, Scott? Since um, me, me and I'll Jay talk about that in the
0: Kickstarter. How's that? Okay. All right. All that right. was a really easy okay. section to get through.
2: All right. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, now we're getting to news. Pathfinder news. She's a, a right. news. Yeah. So you have
0: the document up. I do not. So. uh I do. I do. Okay. So first I off, the Starfinder
2: cover has been revealed, and it is all
0: and all sexy. Control. It is pretty nice. Can you do a, a screen share of it, Scott? Not right now. Not with all the stuff that's running.
3: Okay.
1: I was actually hey, pretty go. surprised that they that for this pretty Wait. much the first time they're releasing a major book that doesn't have a Wayne Reynolds cover on it. There we yeah, go. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, I, that makes a lot of sense if you're if you're. Oh God, what's her name? I sat and had dinner with her. There we uh, go, Sonia, their art director lady. I'm sure she was like, we're doing two different lines. We probably shouldn't be using the same cover artist for both lines if we want them to like be
0: differentiated in the
2: market. Yeah,
1: that that, that certainly makes sense.
0: Yeah. But I like
2: I got you
1: that always, uh, have got different styles.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I, I, I love how you have like everything from you know, our the, the craziness on the bottom to the more like traditional on the left and then just the complete like sci-fi on the right, you know what I mean? That's, and it shows the it that shows red that, suit on the bottom is yep, just he's you know, amazing. 100%. Um I and you can see all the stuff. It it basically just spells out what this is in a nutshell on the cover, you know. See lots of melee weapons. You see lots of absurd stuff. You see ships Playing in the, the backgrounds.
2: Back, yeah, no, it's a solid cover. Really it is. Cool. I like it. By
0: like the tiger. And that's like me. with the
2: third, the third basically Starfinder cover they released now, right? Because there's the Something one like teaser, and then I know there is another one that we thought was going to be the cover, I think, and then this, this is like the actual cover. The actual actual I cover. The,
1: I think it's only the second one. The the other one they showed was supposed to be for an adventure they are going to be released on uh, oh, free, free rpg, RPG Day. Day.
2: That's the one with the goblins on it, right?
1: Yeah, the one with goblins on it.
2: No, there's another one. There's yeah, another guys, one. Some I, I might be thinking of the teaser one. Before they had anything, people were just like, is this the Starfinder cover? But, like, there is definitely another one that wasn't the one that is the cover now and does not have goblins on it. That just makes it worse, though. It's true. Everyone loves space goblins. Uh. Let me see other other Pizo news. Let's stick to Paizo news for now. Uh, there's been more Starfinder art reveals for uh, starships and for races. Go mm-hmm. check out nworldcom and uh, they'll, you'll see some shots. I think they were taken at Gamma. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on a projector screen, so I assume they were taken at Gamma. Uh, yeah, they we showed that cool last cool. week, I think. The ship oh, one, we? yeah, the ship one.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, did we talk about the Book of the Dam last week? I remember. Let's talk about it and then see what happens. By the way, does anyone have oh. chat up. I don't. I do not. I do. I do. Okay, cool. Uh, the Book of the Damned is announced by Paizo. It's all of their previously printed
2: Daemon, Demon, yep. and Devil lore, plus like 100 pages of new stuff, and I'm sure it will be awesome. Uh, it might be one that I have to pick up because I do like to use very powerful demon
1: devils frequently. Yeah, this is going to make my coloring book obsolete.
0: <laughs> oh. Or, I think your or coloring
1: book can go beyond Pathfinder. Let's say,
0: or you could synergize, man.
2: You know what you got to be doing with that coloring book? You got to get yourself like fifty copies, and then just go around to like weird stores. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like roadside sell touristy stuff and like other weird like. If I had shops down the street. Shops too, like just weird places that are out of the way where you would get a knickknacks and stuff. And I bet you will get those, those shopkeepers to pick. Them
1: up. I I live in the middle of the Bible Belt, man. The Even better, man. yes. No Dude. shops around here are going to buy the Nine Hells adult coloring book. <laughs> so, you're you want... so you're saying you want
0: So you're saying you want to drop it off at like the general store? <laughs> Make sure you are well seen.
2: <laughs> there are cult and esoteric stores out there. I know it. I know it. I'm not saying it's a huge market. I'm just saying that's what yeah. I would be doing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um how to get really lynched
0: got... in 3 easy steps. Oh, he's not gonna get lunch. Uh,
2: the Trail Seeker Patreon has hit its one hundredth article. Jesus uh, man Seekers... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I have not written unlike E Insider, I have not written like twenty percent of their articles. I did write the hundredth <laughs> article though. It's really oh, cool. cool. It's called the Fugitive Scholar. Um, it started off a, a Facebook comment. like Owen says As something most about, things like, do writing stuff that like, you know, he never gets to finish and I just had this thing sitting on my phone where I was like bored at a bar and wrote like about a uh, scholar at a bar that had just beaten everyone unconscious and was covered in blood when somebody walked in and was like, "I'm a scholar." So that's how the adventure opens. Uh, it's it's cool. Nice. Check them out. Uh, if you like Patreons, Trail Seeker is definitely a good one to follow. All the EN World Patreons, pretty pretty. Solid. Yep. Pretty solid. Uh, Jacob Scott, you got any other Paizo Pathfinder Starfinder news?
0: Now you covered most of the stuff I was. I, I, I I've been looking at. Can I just say oh, I really I still like that rat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Besides the art reveal, they had the miniatures reveal recently.
2: Yeah, I missed that. You, I've, I forgot about the miniatures. Yeah, tell us about the miniatures, Jacob. Uh,
1: unfortunately, I have forgot I have forgotten who's going to be who's releasing those. They are not doing WizKids. Kids.
2: Yeah, I remember
1: because uh, like WizKids Kids is doing the is doing the Pathfinder line, but they're going with a completely different company for the Starfinder line. And not only are they doing the heroes and monsters and all that, but they're also doing starships for the starship company. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, uh, we got we got to see some. We got that's to see why some we pre- didn't remember. It's Ninja Division
2: are the people doing the miniatures.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that would they, be why they're Ninja Division, who are a part of Cool Mini or not. Hey, uh, I think we're
0: getting closer to that thing, Jacob. Let's just keep edging it that way.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Ninja Division. I love, I love their figures. They have, they have some really cool games, and they, are, they are very miniature yep. intensive. And they're one of the, they're one of the few groups that, uh, that I personally love because they do chibi figures. It's pretty much them and Impact miniatures, big chibi figures. And if you want, if you want little kid-friendly miniatures. Then, uh, then you want to go to those two companies, uh, but yeah, they they look great for for Starfinder. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and those those ships, uh, you get some get some interesting looking ships there.
3: Definitely cool. Definitely cool. All right, um, ba, 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 ba,
2: ba. all right. Uh, there's been a lot more going on with D and D Five E this last week. I yeah. let Uh, let's just knock this one out. Goodman Goodman Games is uh, reprinting old D and D modules. Yep. That, that was pretty really. cool. Um, they've been looking for writers and editors and stuff for a while, so I imagine that they've already got like a little backlog, and that should be a pretty steady supply. Um, Watzie teased uh, Planescape with this like Planescape website. Um, Beamdog, I think today, yeah, announced that they're releasing. I think they are releasing, I think it's out. An enhanced edition of uh, the Planescape video game, a la Boulder Escape. Torment. Yeah. Planescape Torment. They're
1: releasing that. Torment. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I wish I, w- I liked the, that, that game format more, but the way that they had you control in six parts just sucked. and drove me insane and up the wall. Oh, God. And I want to play them, too, because, like, everyone's like, oh, man, I just want to so cool. And, like, Minskin boob, but, like, I get, I get, after, like, 20 minutes, I just get frustrated playing the game. <sighs> but everybody likes playing Scape. Mm-hmm. Except for you. Uh- yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, just the, the, the the user interface drives me nuts. I just couldn't deal with it. Um, Galeforce 9 is printing translations of D&D 5E into other languages, although not yep. in Brazil. Yep, there's uh, that whole spat
0: about it, man. Yeah. Back and forth.
2: You read in-depth. Uh, there's, like, several articles on Ian World, but basically... Um, one company took credit for do or took the contract to do all the translations when it was supposed to be several companies under the umbrella of one company. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I imagine eventually that would get resolved, but it sounds like it's just like one, one shyster, a giant clusterfuck. Yeah. Uh, Tales from the Yawning Portal is out. Um, that's their next big adventure. I think it's several different adventures in one book. Many right? ones. Yeah.
1: It is beautiful. Yeah. I just picked that up. Oh yeah, you like it? If you if. If you like classic uh, classic D anD D modules, this and if, but you if, but you want to run fifth edition, this is for you. It's got nice. it's got a, it's got a couple of uh, really great adventures from uh, old third edition, uh, like the the Sunless Citadel and uh, the Forgotten Forge. Uh, then they have really old classics like uh, the Tomb of Horrors and Cla- definitely the Giants. all oh, yeah. three. All three giant modules, translated to fifth edition.
2: Sweet. Yeah, I heard the Tomb of Horrors fifth edition was a uh, like good luck kind of deal. It sounds great. Well,
1: unlike the original Tomb of Horrors, where it's pretty much the GM act- just describes how horrible your death is,
3: <laughs>
1: you actually have you actually get to make checks to see whether you fall into the pit or not.
0: Well, what's the fun in that? No, I'm kidding.
1: Survivability. <laughs> uh, against vindictive DMs.
0: Well, I mean, if you have a vindictive DM, your game is already over anyway.
1: Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, in general, Tales of the Yawning Portal is excellent, and especially with. Uh, what Goodman Games is about is about to release. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of really good classic nostalgia coming back. I'm, I'm D&D milking
0: the nostalgia off. brand? Never, never.
1: Ah, member berries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I got I to say, good, Goodman Games starting out with you know the, the keep on the borderlands just. Yep. Ah, everyone's favorite module.
2: I think this is Chris Co- Cox being smart and like seeing that okay, well, a lot of the reasons the Five E is doing so well is it's nostalgic. Like we are doing really good with these sales of classic modules on Drive Through RPG now, and that was probably the determining factor for good yep. games. There. Like we're gonna test the waters with the old modules; people are still buying these old ones, convert them. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. Uh, last thing on Under Third Canada this week: there's a trio of subclasses. Um, I, I got I a thing for this,
0: but go ahead, yeah. Uh,
2: the Drunken Master, is, there's a way cooler one that was popular on Reddit this week, and I linked to it on my uh, on my blog. It'll post this Friday. It's way cooler than the one that they offer. I do not like the Drunken Master in the uh, on Unearthed Uh Oath of Redemption seems like a throwback to okay. various paths in the Book of Exalted Deeds, and I do like that. Okay, he, here's what
0: I don't like about that, though, okay? I was reading that text, and I went, oh, Redeemer, so, like, these are ones who started out evil and are kind of crawling back along that path. Uh, like, I just, I would just wash that away. I'd just be like, no, I'm the holy guy. That's what I've been doing the whole time. I know, but I'm like, I read that and I started reading the text. I'm like, that would have been a much cooler way of doing this. Come on! Have fun with this. Let us be evil and then come back and have pathos in our characters. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, I don't know. The Drunken Master, like you said, was pretty, had less to do with like Drunken Master and more had to do with eccentric fighter dude. Um, I
2: know, I, I could see what they were doing. Well, I, I didn't like how they implemented it. And, ...and getting extra attacks and stuff, but like, yeah, it, the, there's-
0: it's just- it doesn't feel cool,
2: honestly. I say, I- I, I think-
0: functional. I- I think as per that, um, that third-party Pathfinder class- base class list that I maintain, Yeah. I- I literally have- our probably has published, like, three times more than anyone else's, man, I'll tell you right now. I know, like, ten ways I would have done that differently! There's like ten things I would have been like, all right. So hear me out here. Now you can do this cool thing where you're flat-footed and maybe you get higher AC or like you get improvised bullshit and you know, you, like tr- treat them as being proficient with them. You know what I mean? Like there's so much things I would have done that I'm like missed opportunity with that. Oh, it hurt. It hurt, man.
2: I know, I know. And like the D and D three five drunken master was really cool. It was fun. Like, yeah. Rank to get your key points. And you could breathe fire and stuff. Yep like I played three or four Drunken Masters, I think it was. And yeah, this one just falls flat for me. That's not about it. Uh, And then the last thing is the Monster Slayer, which seems cool. Uh, That's not how I was doing studying mechanics, but we're fine. And uh, this is what I've been talking about with all this my bitching about Unearthed Arcana. There's a little sidebar about how it functions with the extra attack with the Unearthed Arcana Ranger, as opposed to the regular Ranger. And that's the shit that they can do that none of us can do that drives me insane yep. about it. Yep. Because now, when, if I were to release a drunken masterclass, it's going to be compared to this kind of shitty drunken masterclass from honor Arcana, and for good or ill, people are going to give their build uh, way more credence than my build.
0: Always. Uh, which. Hundred yeah. percent.
3: And I can't say or react to it in any way because
0: it's not OGL. Yep. It doesn't exist. What are you talking about? It's not over here. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Uh, what about you, Jake? You got any 5e D&D news gems that we
0: didn't we didn't get to? Christina, I'm gonna talk so without looking. Yeah, yeah like uh, Stop. Do not do that. You. Uh, you're on, you're uh, on the mic, RPG love. You're on the camera, love.
2: Uh, what's old is new is moving along pretty good. They got another new Sorry, I don't want you new you print book for Universal upgrades. So if you uh, oh, don't want to wait back for back. Starfinder, over right there. Uh, Satchel. There's lots of science fiction gaming over there. Uh, Tales of Equestria is out um, in April, so it's it's coming out. It's got the whole bag, love. So if you are a Pony Finder player, there's a review over on TabletopGamingNews.com where they contrast Tales of Equestria to Pony Finder that I think was pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Sue the T-Rex has been running a D&D game on Twitter. I think it's finally <laughs> come to a close. And
1: that was fun. <laughs> it was, yeah.
2: So Sue the T-Rex skeleton is like a, a skeleton with a very savvy marketer in Chicago's uh, Natural History Museum. And yeah, like through Twitter, she was running like a pool-based D&D game. Nice. And then, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. Just look, sue the T-Rex skeleton D&D. It'll, it'll come right up. And uh, yeah. Other media of interest. You know what we haven't talked about? Hmm. Uh, Iron Fist. And I know that both of us have so much to say. <sighs> Jacob, have you watched Iron Fist as well?
1: Yes, I have watched Iron Fist. Uh, okay.
0: Lu- Lu- Lucas is going to kill me for like going into the... All right, are we doing spoilers or are we doing not spoilers?
1: Uh, let's
2: let's let's like let's make let's make it very clear. There will be spoilers here. All right, there will first,
0: be spoilers. Yeah. Oh and my god! I'll
2: also give you a little rundown. I'm a huge Iron Fist fan, man. Like I've got uh, more than half of the original Power Man Iron Fist comic line. Oh, I thought you
0: were gonna rip off your shirt and be like, "Look, behold, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. behold the <laughs> dragon." No, although I have thought about it, um, nice would require me staying in shape much longer than I'm willing to. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. Um. But, um so yeah, yeah, that is okay. Here's, where do we start? Uh, here's where we'll start. We'll start saying, you know, if the rest of the Marvel universe did not exist, Iron Fist would be considered a pretty decent show. But we have yeah. this re- we have this higher this high bar to live up to, and let's say, I I don't I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to, but I still I still enjoyed watching it. I mean, I didn't I wasn't like no, let me pull my head away from it. No, I was just like, you know it it's what it is um they screwed the pooch you know what they really needed to do they needed to get someone who was a fucking like martial artist finn jones you're a cool dude but like you started doing some wushu like right the fuck beforehand i agree
2: with some of this i agree with some of this yeah i I know you
0: don't agree with it being entertaining but um
2: no i thought it was entertaining
0: um Uh, ahead. i think
2: we were spoiled by the sound of luke cage Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, Devils damn. okay sound, and Daredevil had okay sound, but, like, Luke Cage's sound yep. was a, All of it was a masterpiece. And the guy who did the... The sound for Iron Fist just did a horrible
0: job. I was, like, like three it, episodes in, and I was sitting there going... Why does this v-? sound like a sci-fi movie? Well, no, I was like, like what, what vibe th- are they going for? I kind of got it near the end. They were trying to... Yeah, I I, I couldn't... Their aesthetic cohesion was all... Like, they, there was no cohesion. It was just Everywhere. I, you know, I think I figured out what they were trying to sort of invoke. You ever see The Last Dragon? Like, one of the greatest movies ever made? Yeah. It's yeah. show sure enough. Um, the... I think they are trying to go for, like, a cheesy, like, 80s, like, kung fu movie that didn't take itself too seriously. But then they get the Meachums involved, and you're like... Yeah, 70% of the fucking plot was, like, the Meechums Villain in a can. And here's the thing, though. Yeah, they were the best actors on the show. They were by far the best actors, but their plotline was fucking terrible, and the writing was like, as you said, villain in a can. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say they were the best actors, man. Like,
2: the, I
1: would have to say Colleen. I would have to say yeah, Colleen Wing, and,
2: yeah, Colleen, uh, and, Wing.
1: and and um, Rosario Dawson. Oh yeah. Okay, Rosario Dawson we
0: does, does we not Cla- Claire does not count because she's good in everything. She, she, she's the she's the that's girl. covering this all up. Let's just screw all these other
1: here things night nurse. Here is something that I'm afraid they're going to do. What? I am afraid they are going to culin her.
3: Oh yeah. And that, that
1: she's the wraparound character for all these characters, and when the defenders happen, they're gonna kill her. And that is going to piss me off. Uh, she, she's know. some of the she's
0: the most fun part of like the Netflix series, and that's that's saying something with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones in the mix. In Charlie Cox, somewhere doing Co- Charlie Cox things. Charlie Cox, by the way, as, um, is always the least interesting actor in his own show. Um, and I think that's funny because, like, I find myself watching, like, Foggy Nelson way more than I care about, like... I'm like, oh yeah, Daredevil beat someone up! Let's see what Foggy's doing. Because he's and much...
2: It's kind of what Matt Murdock is... Like, Matt Murdock is a good lawyer and he's very smart, but he's not, like, actually a charismatic guy at any point.
0: Like, no, I, I, I totally get that.
2: You've been Like, okay... Yeah, obviously, Matt Murdock has a charisma of 19. He never comes off that way. He comes off as like, I have a charisma of 11, but an intelligence of 21, and
1: also, bam! Punch
0: yeah. Also, I face. punched you in the face, and now you have an intelligence of 2. Yes, um,
1: exactly. The, thi- the thing is, Matt Murdock is, is a terrible character and a terrible lawyer. He only takes cases of people he knows are innocent because he can listen. He can hear their heartbeat, heartbeat. to tell whether they're lying or not, mm-hmm. and he uses his his... His superpowers to tell whether people on the stand are lying or not. You know, he 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 doesn't use facts. Oh,
0: but those yes, aren't important. important. It, this is this is the U.S. legal system. Who uses
1: kind of, facts? I want
2: to say on, on the Colson thing that narratively that that is a, that is a valid fear, but from like the production standpoint, I don't think the guy who plays Lieutenant Colson has ever had to kind of pull that Rosario Dawson. No, um, and if her agent heard an inkling of her character being killed off in, in, like, the MCU, he would lose his shit and take it, and, like, a whole PR firm would turn on, yeah. turn on Netflix.
1: Except you're forgetting that Hollywood is way more sexist than that.
0: That's true.
3: That's, that's And terrible. she's a minority,
0: so, I mean, the best... Uh, Kirk. Sorry, my dog is asking me to throw this wonderful bone for him a hundred times. Um... um. Christina, can you grab his bone, please? Call the dog. But yeah, man. Like yeah. I, I not even saying?
2: thought of that. That because like <laughs> the, the chance of like somebody, like firing. I can't even imagine firing Rosario Dawson. Like I just can't. Like the the, the thought of it. Like,
1: oh, she, she's she's way too high quality an actress to do that.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. But that, that is too... my
1: fear. Uh, like I said, that's just my fear. I'm. 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 Uh, with, the, with the quality of writing of the Netflix shows, I'm really hoping they don't go that route, but that is my fear that they are going to go that route. All right,
0: route. so I, I, got a thing, I got a thing that really bothers me. So I'm like an aficionado of all this shit. Um, I actually am one of the few people who still really enjoys Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, everyone's always like, oh, it's losing its edge. I'm like, yeah, it lost its edge. It's still more entertaining than most things on TV. What
2: edge? Well, <laughs> yeah. you didn't have an edge. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed the, the fat fat shit out of it. object.
0: I fucking yeah. love it. I fucking love that you can watch them throw obscure characters into the mix and just have a team of quasi superheroes and axe shotguns. I don't know. Um, but so here's my here's the thing that's pissed me off. So we don't have any. Inter- we we've we have the greatest franchise built ever in history. We have a tentpole series with all these movies, and we have the Netflix series, and we have the um. Kirk, really, my dog's running back and forth, and we have the um Hulu stuff coming out. Yes, we're having apparently we're having um, what do you call them? The Runaways, one of my favorite comics of all times. So it's gonna be amazing. Oh, that should be good. Yeah. Oh, also, the um, what what the staff of one shows showed up in a in back, a back to topic. Back yeah. Anyway, to topic. so yeah. So anyway, the fact that they're not interacting at all, you know what I mean? The fact yeah. that they just flat ignore like everything. And it's like I don't, I'm not asking for like you know frickin' Coulson to be on the screen, like, hey, Cap, high five. I'm, I I'm, I, want them to be like, man, we need a team to evac these civilians from over here. And then you cut to, like, a ten-second clip of, like, Agent May helping someone on a fucking plane. That's all I'm asking to, like, to have them like exist, you know? Yeah. Or, like, they have the, the um, ATCU, and they're, like, in, one of the, in the Civil War movie, they're like, we need a, a government response team that can actually, like, respond to metahuman threats and deal with them, like... A-T-C-U, you literally just made that two months ago in the show. Or six months, but whatever, you know? But Iron uh, Fist, yeah, I give it a six out of ten.
2: Colleen Wing, I like the Colleen Wing actress. I actually vastly prefer Colleen Wing from the comics because she's, like, I feel she's an iconic 70s character. Yeah, but she's 70s, and they're not doing a 70s series. I know, but, like, she literally looks like Donna from that 70s show. Yeah, And that was before Donna from that 70s show was even a thing, by the way. So Donna looks and, like, like her? In... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, she's this big, badass redhead with a katana, and, like, there was just something about that that, like, really clicked with... That got like, your gears the going? ...the disjunction of Iron Fist and the rest of the... Yeah. ...like, like slightly bizarre view of the world that that comic encapsulated. So, you know, like, Using her to, like, have the Asian lady, that kind of... That... that I'm not touching that seconds. with a 50-foot
0: pole. I didn't have a problem with it. Everyone else did. So Iron it, Fist is best yeah, but, when it's remembering like it's supposed to be a crazy kung fu movie set in like modern day. Like when there's a the scene when like Colleen is running with a katana on her back on the street and Danny's running on the street all like badass shirtli- like, shirt open the dragon tattoo and he's shoeless running on the street. I'm like, I enjoy this. This is what I enjoy. And then big spoiler at the end. They're like, we don't have a budget for anything more than like two scenes in Kunlun. Lun. We better remove Kunlun for a while. And I'm like, yeah. when you're doing the crazy monk shit, you're fun. You're really fun. But when you're not, oh my God. Go back to the Meachums. Yeah, let me...
2: Let me get on the main actor for a, a second. Yeah, anyway, yeah. What the fuck? Why does he still have a perm? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? 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 Eat my hand. It drives me nuts. Like cuz that's just such a stupid fucking decision and so easy to fix and what a fit looks like I've never seen Danny Rand with a perm. And this is a comic that came out in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Like so it's it's it it it's important that he did not have a perm like every fucking other person in the 70s. So Cap had a perm that, for a while. drives me nuts. Oh. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, and then like he felt I felt like he watched uh the kung fu show from the 70s and he was like I'm going to be David Carradine. <laughs> and that just Dirk, fell flat for a performance. Like it just wasn't fitting in with everything else. If it had been a western, which is what the kung fu show was, it would have played much better. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a western. It was like a modern action drama set in an urban okay. area. Okay, you know
0: what? You know what? You know what I thought? Okay, as think, far
2: from a western as you can get.
0: Think, think back to um, like the grand tournament they had with the chick, the tarantula chick, and she's actually brother of nine, oh, bride of nine spiders.
2: Why? Why? Why that one? There's so
3: many other. Cool, I know. All the other anyway, so,
0: other so th- think of this, okay? They wanted to pull off like a cheesy '80s, like big, you know, big trouble, little Chinatown, whatever yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, that they, played okay. They, they wanted How's to play that? that up, but you know what it ended up looking like? That whole thing, like, oh my god, this is a bad '90s action movie. Like, like, yeah, th- like, still. think of that meeting, like. Like the Blood Rain movie or something, you know what you I mean? Could have
2: cut that in with the like Ninja Tur- the the Foot Clan. Yes, exactly. Ninja Turtles movies, but it's like it's, like it's like it.
0: that pleather, like underworld, like that, like kind of pleathery black leather, like everyone Here's fights in a corset and have like
2: feet hanging down for no reason, yep. and a fence inside of this room again for no reason. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. anyway, so oh, no, uh, it's it was it was okay. Watch it, but yeah, yeah, I had. I think he'll play nice with everyone else. I really hope they don't get a second season for that. Put I him as a supporting. Because
2: like most of this was set up, and I, I don't—they're like, they're not
0: going to fucking do anything with it, man. All
2: the other immortal weapons are so much cooler. Well, he- here's them. what I hope.
0: I hope they make him a supporting character in Iron Fist. I mean, not, not oh my god, in Luke Cage. I hope they just have fucking heroes yeah. for hire, and just have him be like the like completely like lol what kind of like yeah, naive badass. It, it, even instead of
2: a second Luke Cage, it's just like. Here's Power Man and Iron Fist now. Yeah, I I'm would like I watch shit the, out of that.
0: Alright, I think we've been on Iron Fist for about as long as we've been on everything else, so... Uh... Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, well, on to we'll,
1: if I can just, uh, if I can just yeah, say yeah. something yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, bit sure. here. Iron Fist was never a good character on his own. Never. Yeah. I, I, Mike, I'm going to agree with him, man. It, he, he, he comes he in with Power... He became a good character when he joined with Luke Cage.
0: I'll say he became the much more interesting. Iron Fist
1: comic, Initially... Solo, the solo Iron Fist comic... Sucked. Okay. All right. Yeah. It I'll was a. It was a. It was your. It was your standard martial arts revenge plot, and there and his and his major villain in that was the epitome of clone characters, because he had all, devil, the powers, all the same powers, all the same skills, the steel, the steel serpent, and it, it, it the same costume, just different colors. He's purple. He's
2: so, purple
0: and black.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the Iron Fist Iron Fist was a terrible solo character, and that pretty much rings true with the with the series itself. When he joins up with with uh, Power Man with Luke Cage, I would love to see that.
2: Yeah, they were really good foils for one another, and and uh, yeah,
0: like I like I said, I have half the run of series. It's amazing. Um, you know that reminds me of the run they did with um, uh, Green Air and Green Lantern. Oh yeah, all those are good. Yeah, Every so but say once you get like that, like that, that proper for like that, that dichotomy, that real good like back and forth. If you can get two good characters together, I don't care if they're shitty characters solo; they become their own things. I mean, like in that one, it was basically conservative and liberal, just like going like the comic. Oh yeah, and okay. there's some superhero shit over here, but like it was interesting.
2: Uh, and What's I want to add that. While initially Iron Fist may not have been able to hold his own very well, lately Iron Fist comic titles have been dope as
1: fuck. Well, that's because he's finally gotten away from the the American Ninja roots. that, yeah. he, that well, the Kung Fu stuff? Like,
2: the history of Iron Fist. So there's previous Iron Fist, and he, like, runs into one of them who has been, like, a drug addict for 50 fucking years. It, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Have you guys seen the YouTube video which is about the Defenders meeting each other for the same time? It's this, it's this little comedy bit they do. No. And they're talking about their origins. They're like, hi, I'm Derek. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> hi, I'm Luke Cage and I think I got my, I, I got my powers from uh, this experiment in prison which might have involved some toxic waste. Hi, I'm Jessica Jones, I, I think I got my powers from toxic waste too. And yeah, I'm Danny Rand, I'm the Iron Fist, I know Kung Fu, and I got my powers from when I punched I'm a dragon. dragon. Wait,
3: what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember
0: that, it was great. Everyone's just like... But I mean, when you think of it, like, the best part about him is, I always thought was like, okay, so everyone else is like a street-level hero, you know what I mean? And he's totally set up to be like that street-level like hero, like, a la Batman, a la like, that whole thing. And then you're like, yeah. oh, by the way, Kung Fu bullshit, and you're like, you're like... What do you mean? Oh, yeah, totally can heal myself. Just let me meditate here for ten minutes. And you're like... Really? Yeah, man, don't worry about it. I'm a... i am I got the chi, I got all this shit. And they're like... -ah." (laughs) Let let me take up my my Bruce Lee shit here. And they're like... We have guns, you know. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Let me just use my magic fist and... You know? And that was half the fun of it, man.
3: Alright.
2: Okay, so... uh, Kickstarters. Uh, Let's... Occult 7 is still going on, yep. Bloodlines yep. of Black Magic, it's like, uh, I've been saying Buffy the Vampire Slayer for Pathfinder, I still feel like that's not inaccurate to say.
3: Supernatural. Uh, they are
2: yeah. just $608 from funding with 15 days left, so they are- So you lazy
0: bastards, internet. we get close to this mic, you lazy bastards donate, you cheap assholes.
2: Here we go. Uh, don't, don't say that to people. Okay. That's-
0: you are all sweet, wonderful people, and I love you. Now go donate.
2: Oh, now you're now you're patronizing them. Don't do that either. Uh, but it's neat. <laughs> and yeah, check them out. Um, I I feel like there is some kind of free thing somewhere on here. I believe so. But uh, yeah, it's very cool, very occult, very very dark. If you if you like supernatural, if you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you like uh, like modern occult horror, uh, it is totally for you. Yep. Now you guys can talk about the thing you've been alluding to. This. this hey month. Jacob, why don't you take it away, buddy?
1: I don't know what you're talking about, man.
0: No,
2: no, you don't know something
1: anything. About a, a ri- something about a rising sun.
0: No. Yeah, I hear the sun's rising tomorrow morning. I guess we're gonna skip it. No, uh, Rising Sun is a kind of cool tabletop miniature. What phrase would you describe it? Like tabletop game is a good way to describe it. It's not like an R- RPG as much. It's a. Uh, it's much more yeah, it, like. It,
1: lo- it looks. It looks like a board game that yeah. utilizes miniatures. Yes. Yeah. But it's not a miniature combat game.
0: No, it kind of reminds me a bit of like the political side of like L Five R um so you have like a bunch of like uh deities coming down because everyone's like stop worshiping the gods I'm like dude what the hell and now they're coming down and uh you're part of one of the clans and you're trying to like do political intrigue and move things around and, i don't know it's really cool i'm a sucker for that shit so uh,
2: adventures yeah, the they do look very impressive Oh, if,
1: if you just want to add a, a collection of Asian-themed miniatures to 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 your gorgeous Asian at home, themed
0: miniatures, yes,
1: you're a hundred dollars. You get more than it's worth.
0: Yep, was a cool mini or not, and they have some really cool stuff. Because hey, it's in their name; uh, they have cool minis. I promise. Um, and uh, yeah, just go check that out. I don't even know where they are. I, I, they have to be funded, aren't they? They're, they're like a thousand.
1: Like over yeah, they're, they're like dollars. a bazillion percent yeah, funded. Over, they, they only need like one hundred thousand, and they've they've got like over three million. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So yes, go they add your funded
1: go 1, add your 000. money to
0: their pile of money. It'll be worth it, actually.
2: Yeah, it definitely looks cool. Uh, if I was more of a miniature guy, I would go for that. But I think I have maybe five miniatures left in my name. One of which is old man.
0: So I got I gotta say I, I I'm not sure if I should plug Hero Forge, but. I actually got a straight up like one done at one point. I don't know if you can see it. Oh yeah, it's
2: that. what old man is a hero forge one.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a dude in a suit with a shield and sword. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, mine's uh, a guy
2: in a bathrobe with like bunny things, <laughs> like slippers and like a dragon on an arm and flag in one hand and
0: I uh I, I made him as per myself when I started my MBA, I was like I was like, I'm gonna wear a suit and go go to war with this on, you know? so oh, i was
2: torn i was like because i was gonna get boris which is the character jacob illustrated on the front of the ranthea codex and like it was my first pathfinder character and like i had like five or six different designs and i was like which one of these am i actually going to play at a table and i was like oh yeah old man so yeah, yeah hero forge is really cool too. oh yeah if you guys don't know jacob what that is
0: Heroforge.com and it's just basically you can make your own mini out of like a bunch of parts out of a bunch of different yeah. materials it's really cool um, hundreds,
2: if not thousands, of different
0: options. Oh yeah, it's, and and when I got it it had even less than that, but yeah, man, it, it's cool. I got that when I, like when they when they first started, I think. Or yeah, I got mine this last Christmas because my mom got me like a gift certificate. Aww, that. that's cool. Yeah, it was a good it was a
2: good gift. I'm I'm a real pain in the ass to buy gifts for. <laughs> she really nailed it that time. All right, uh, since you guys want to talk about Patreons last time, we will talk about Patreons in addition to Kickstarters. Uh, Jacob here has an awesome Patreon jacob you well,
1: want to plug I that patreon a little bit well uh what i'm doing with my patreon is i'm previewing uh various art projects that i'm working on uh people who sign up to my patreon you only need one dollar that's what they, they collect one dollar a month from you that's twelve dollars over the course of one year what and you'll get to see so uh, all the art that i oh yeah and you get to see all the art that i, I produce on my patreon um Basically what I do is you get to see, usually a couple of months in advance, uh, the, the characters that I'm working on for Super Powered Legends, uh, the comic pages that I'm doing for uh, The Pathless Traveled, which is pro- which is produced for the Pathways e-zine by Wright Publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, issue 64 just came out today.
2: That's true, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Pathways is uh, cool.
1: free! And... free. You pathways... Indeed, and I've for that. I, I occasionally post some of the adult work that I, that I do because it's the one place Movies? where I can post that sort of thing. Because most most uh, most art sites don't allow it. So basically, right now, any of the adult work that I'm doing for the Book of Passion, which uh, the Kickstarter for that just finished last yep, month,
0: we were talking about that. Yeah.
1: Uh, I am posting there.
0: Cool. Cool. So you get
1: to see that. So you get to see that work uh, before the book comes out, which I believe is in August. So
0: um, I gotta tell you, dude. So I actually, I'll I'll talk to you about this later, but um, so I don't know if you know. I'm gonna give a shameless plug here. I run a site called Indie Comic Review. Kirk, go away, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, we literally review hundred hundred plus independent comics. and I'm not talking like, you know, like Zenoscope. I'm talking like, hey, I drew something in my basement. Uh, and I put it on drive comics. And I thought that was a good idea, um, dude. You should hit up some of those guys. They got cool characters. I'll tell you what, fit right in. I'll hook you up, man.
1: Yeah, uh, send me send me a link to that. and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll check that out. All
0: right. Anyway, um, um I, I don't I don't have any patreons to plug. I'll I'll replug G Shields as fun. I just saw some no, no. And we, stuff. Did,
1: we
2: did artists last time. Let's do. I don't writers. have any. I I follow artists. I, got, right, I have a list of writers. I know.
0: I saw your list of writers. Okay. Well, we did
1: writers yeah, last time. So right? yeah, do do your thing. Do you I'm gonna say I don't have anyone special. The, the, the writer I'm going to plug is Matt Vansel. Oh, good. So Matt Vansel is? He 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 is the writer for. Uh, Dead Gentlemen Productions and oh, okay. Orpheus Entertainment. Uh, these are the guys who put out things like the Gamers movies and yep. uh, and Journey Quest and Demon Hunters. He has he Matt Vansell is the main writer for all of those series. He has a Patreon which is currently going. He also has a Kickstarter going on for uh, a novel he is releasing called Hop Jockey, which combines all of those universes together.
2: Oh, that's really he's got cool. Eleven days to go with four thousand seven hundred more to fund. So he's probably going to make it too. It's
1: my guess. Yeah, um, unfortunately, what happens with uh, with Matt's work is he it looks like it's not going to fund, and then at the very last minute, all of his fans come in and just blast him with money.
0: I'll tell you right now, from from running a few Kickstarter's, that's how it often works. You get the first few like days, maybe a week or two, you get um, you get this huge like. Big boom! Oh, there's my corgi back there. Hi, Kirk. What's up, buddy? Um, and then in the middle, you actually you, it goes like boom, it takes off, and then it kind of plateaus for like the middle of it, and then at the and you might even dip a little bit, and you're like, oh my god, I'm not gonna fund last week or two of the Kickstarter because it gets kicked to the main page, especially if you're doing well. Like it just goes right through. Like we've had products that were like seventy five percent funded, and then suddenly jumped like well past funded in like a few days. Most people are just seeing if it pans out too.
2: Yeah, mine mine end up being these terrible nail-biter scenarios until the final day. It drives me nuts. I,
0: am, I remember talking
2: to you on one of those days. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's, and, like, it's always like that. And every time I'm like, you know what, this time it's not going to be like that, guys. And then, like, a week passes, and I'm like, guys. It's
0: this- <laughs> fucking yeah. seriously, guys, come on.
2: But um, Varanthea
1: was a squeaker. It
2: was Varanthia was a squeaker. Hypercore is the only one where we
0: came in and we coasted. Uh, we had like a couple of days of funded before the end of the game. Let's see. We Everyone uh, else has been, has see. Necropunk was uh, an easy. We got we got that a good week or two before it was due. Uh, DTO was funded well. Our last one wasn't as well funded, but that wasn't a, as big of a book. Anzo too. We 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 made it because we had one pa- we had one patron who just was like, "Here's five hundred dollars. I love you. You know who you are." Um, and they, uh, they literally, like, saved us, and after that, people just kept putting more money in, and they're like, oh, well, it's already done. Like, once you get past that threshold of done and funded, everyone yes. else is like, oh, it's a sure thing, I'll put some money the in. confidence
2: level rises, and everybody pledges, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that- literally, by the last three, I think, like, the last, like, we got it, like, two days before it ended, and then all of a sudden, we went from, like, we've been, like, going between 75 and 100%, and then by the end of it, hi, Kirk, what are you doing back there? Um. All right, so, yeah, let's... Get back
2: to it. Uh, writer Patreons. Uh, we all know Clinton J. Boomer. If you do not know Clinton J. Boomer, you probably know him by proxy because he's written many, 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 many things. If you don't They're know him, brood. culture yourself. Clinton is great. He was my favorite person of 2015, and I think probably 2016 too, because he's that cool. So check out Clinton's stuff. He's also got a free Tumblr, which is huge. It's like 80 you know, pages yeah. of Pathfinder content.
1: Yeah, go, Tumblr, go, to, go to Tumblr and look up The Boomer Kid. And you, you get to see all his, his Pathfinder insane feats.
2: Uh, he's got a thing similar to uh, my, uh, I'm doing like a Marvel series on my blog. Mm-hmm. He's got something a lot like that, too. Uh, he's got a couple builds up there. He's got a Nightcrawler, a Ghost Rider, a couple of other things he here. There. But mo- it's mostly feats and player stuff. Um, another good Patreon to talk about is Owen Stevens. Yeah, dude, and, he, and, and his mini feats are great micro feats oh owen's micro feats yeah owen yep. releases a ton of free stuff all the time like all day basically he releases four or five different things that are just like yeah free little feats or spells or or this or that uh owen's great uh jacob has known owen for a long time uh not longer than me actually um anything you want to say about owen's awesome patreon jacob
1: support it yeah really do yeah. Just if, if, if even all you have is a dollar to support support it he, he's a great guy you're going to get some amazing uh, game, free game material well with a dollar uh, every month but you're going to get some awesome game material you're going to get some great stories because oh my god Owen is a storyteller like you can't imagine
2: and uh, there's an option on here for like 200 bucks a month for like hanging out with him for an hour um, I, when I started d- game design stuff, I I paid him 100 bucks to have, like, lunch with us, yep. and uh, just that, like, picking his brain for an hour was unbelievably useful for me. Unbelievable. So if you are a professional game designer and you, like, you really want to get to know some stuff about the like, ins and outs of the industry and, like, good oh, practices, yeah. uh, that 200 bucks you will not regret spending that $200 at all. You'll make it back.
0: And you know what, though? There's something to be said about the fact that we did plug the first thing when you said, "Oh, Patreons!" You were like, "Oh yeah, artists!" Like were the first thing that come to mind. Writers need love Writers too, man. We really do. <laughs> Believe it or not, we don't just we don't just love putting other people's stuff out and paying people to make like Jacob to make very pretty stuff to describe our awesome stuff. But um, yes, my dog is being very grumpy. Writing next
1: is art too. It
0: is, and people sometimes uh, forget it. Speaking of Patreons that
2: people write for. I write for EN Cider all the time. Sorry. If you like D&D 5e and you want to get regular, excellent, curated, illustrated content, uh, they, our Patreon is over here. It's called ENsider. Yep, uh, it's a good it's one. I write a lot of stuff for there. They're actually doing a Kickstarter in April that we'll talk about uh, because three of the classes in the book are mine. Nice! Out of like seven or six classes, yeah. So
1: it's I have been, a lot of things It's been a while I since i got to work with them. I, li- I liked working with them, but it's been a while since I've spoken with them. Poke, uh, poke Michael McCarthy, man. He was just on last week.
2: Yeah, well, I'll he's the that. art director, because, uh, yeah, a while ago, Russ was looking for one. I was like, oh, you know, use, use Mike. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, they also have a third Patreon, Ian World Publishing, for the uh, What's Old is New RPG. I talk about What's Old is New fairly frequently because I wrote the middle part of it. But all the rules for it are available for free on... W O I N R P G dot com and Eon's offers up weekly articles with like extra expanded rules and stuff. So, very cool um, if you're looking for something new and uh, innovative.
1: No one, everyone the, hates
2: that. Carefully supported. Well, I think one of the problems is like there's a lot of cool stuff that comes out and then the company moves on or shit happens, the production team breaks up, whatever. But the product it happens, line the band breaks up. Supported. Yep. And like that's not going to happen with what's old as new RPG. Like it's going to become a staple. You're going to see those books for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, etc years.: And uh, yeah, now we got like five minutes for Jacob. What, anything you want to talk about?: Jacob, Yes, that we didn't.
0: impart upon us words of wisdom, Jacob. What, what wisdom can you impart on us? Us professional little goblins over here?
1: Um, OK. Words of wisdom uh, when it comes to art pieces. If it doesn't look wrong, then it's right. I know way too many artists out there who are perfectionists. And let me tell you, you do not have to be a perfectionist in order to get your art to look good. There is a guy named Stefan Sedgick who does a lot of comics. He's done like Witchblade and... he's about to do Aquaman in, uh, in, in June and let I'm, me tell I'm you that. This, this guy's art is amazing until you look closely at it then you see that his, 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 his line work is really shoddy and slapdash it's mostly the, the way he uses colors and his effects it's beautiful pieces but it's not perfect so it doesn't have to be perfect just make it look good you, know, you then, and that that is that is my secret that I will impart to everyone for art. Also, for if you're going to be a professional artist, treat it like a profession. Treat it like your work. You know,
0: I, I've had those occasional uh, artists who don't, and it's unfortunate when you order something and they're they're like, and they get the prima donna bit on you. You're like, look, man, if you do well, I'm going to order ten more from you. You know that. Um,
1: yeah, fit it. make sure you hit your deadlines. That's Always. really what it's about. And
2: like when you get an art hey. order, there's there's something to be said for like having a discussion about the details.
0: Always, but so much fight
2: the person ordering the art on what they want the art to have.
0: I'm just, I'm going that back and, one and forth. One of the
2: things I loved about Jacob because Jacob, you just do it. You're not like, are you sure you need this? I'm like, yeah, I need that. You just do it, and there's no argument or back and forth or like several times the redrafting because you were like, oh, I didn't want to do it this way, so I did this thing instead. No, you just do what you're asked, and that is so valuable I, for the person. I got
0: this guy, Rui, I'm working with right now, and I literally like 20 minutes before this, he sent me a thing going, hey, man, how does this look? I'm like, this part looks bad. And he's like, oh, that's perspective. All right, fix it. And like, like that man a good artist you know they'll they'll have that discussion with you they'll have hey what about clothes this wear what does this have what does this have what does this have you know and they'll bring up they'll bring it out of you they'll, they'll make it they'll make your writing better yep. your product better i should say because it's a whole piece together jacob you want to tell people about meeting
2: reasonable expectations since i am here and that is a great <laughs> <point>. thing <That's my laughs>
1: Yes, uh, sometimes people are going to give you details that are not necessary to the art, and you need to point and you need to point that out. Sometimes, it, as a professional, it is your duty to to say this is too much. Yeah, I, I can do this, but It'll I'm going to charge like you a whole lot more if you want to see all of this. Like for the Varanthia Codex uh, <laughs> cover. Insane, huge battlefield in mind. I was like, like "This is not going to, this is not going to fit on this page. <laughs> the, there's no way all of this is going to fit on this page unless it's an aerial space shot." <laughs> <That's>, no, <laughs> halflings
2: flying over here into dinosaurs with a samurai coming off from this other that You can kind of see on the side. Yeah, it was insane. It was it was nuts.
1: I, I, I basically fit about one quarter of what he wanted on the page.
2: <laughs> Everything and... that I wanted on the page, he just presented it in a way that was better than what I had envisioned. So like you captured <laughs> the spirit, you totally hit all the goals of what my art order was. It just wasn't the crazy mismash like god awful battle I had planned. <laughs> it's still very good. It's excellent check it out if you haven't seen the Veranti cover piece. It's really yep. Nice.
1: Right. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all about, it's all about expectations, what you can yep. do, what you know you can do, and letting, letting the people who hire you know what your capabilities are yeah. so you don't overreach.
2: It's better to pass on a job and, now and up your skills and get more work later than to take on something you can't do and then find out and tell the publisher later after they've
0: already done all the other work and now they're going to have to wait for somebody to fix your job. And like, I had a, I had a guy at one point, he, uh, he was begging me for work and I will remain him nameless. And he was asking me and asking me. I looked at his stuff and I'm like, he's just not good. I'm like, look, man, I'll, I'll hire you in five, in a few years, but I, I can't, I can't do it, you know? Um, and he bugged me and he bugged me he bugged me and he goes, all right, look, I'll give you something for free. I'll give you a sketch. I'm like, okay, because I, I want to see what you can do, you know? I'll give you, and I'm like, hey, if we use it, we'll, I'll pay you a full price for it, what we were talked about. And, um, so I was doing Necropunk at the time, and I'm like, alright, so we have this thing, and they can take their own heart out and crystallize it, and it has a sword and whatever, and like they have this big hole in their chest, and he's just like, I don't think I can do that. Give me some, Kirk, what are you doing? My dog, slow- my dog just closed the door for us. Um, and he's like, and I'm like, oh my god, alright, fine. So eventually, by the end of it, I actually did hire him for something, and I got the piece, it was shit, man, I... I, I took pity on him and I, I, I hired the piece out. Never fucking again, though. I'm never doing that.
2: Yeah, I had to, the first guy I ever hired was from Craigslist. Let me tell you. Oh, never, ever, oh, oh, oh ever, 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 ever hire an artist from Craigslist.
0: I, I've done one from Guru.com that I did not enjoy either. Um, I needed I needed someone to fill in for something real quick, and uh, yeah. If you need to fire somebody for on. art, uh, you should hire
2: Jacob Blackman.
0: I, I hear he's. Good and sometimes I am available. I'm
1: accepting commissions. In fact, damn, my dog is
0: being crazy.
2: And yeah, if here, went, like, shut like, up, here you want that you order, uh, that that will be from Jacob.
0: All right, sorry about that. All
2: right, well, I think that will wrap it up for today's episode of Professional Goblins. That Thank sounds good.
1: Out, Thank you very much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was yeah. a blast, man. Yes, yeah.
2: All right, uh, to everybody watching, thank you for for coming out and checking out the show. Um, and we'll be oh oh my god, I forgot, we have a a giveaway. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about the giveaway. So, one lucky viewer will be getting this unique, uh, cannot buy anywhere, uh, dr- like knit drow plushie. I don't know if you can see. In but a cage, knit from yarn. Yeah, it's a little not too close the to the camera. If you want the cage, it will cost you extra because otherwise like I can just stuff her in an envelope and it will cost me like three bucks to ship it to you. Um, So the way this is going to work is you can see there are four secret words here on her cage and each week we will reveal one secret word. Uh, You email us at, um, let's go for mistsofakuma at gmail.com, email mistsofakuma at gmail.com with the secret word. And everybody who submits all four secret words will be put into a lottery. And we'll randomly draw one of them, and I will mail it to you. If you live outside the United States, you will have to pay additional shipping. But as long as you're you're on the, the mainland continental, I'll happily pay the 3 or $4 or whatever it is. So, um, you guys want to choose which one of these secret words I go for?
0: That one. Whatever the one is you're on right now. <laughs> that one! You know the one I'm talking about!
2: The secret word is exalted. Exalted, exalted is the guys. Exalted, guys. So also, email exalted to missofakuma at gmail.com and uh, tune in next week for the next secret word. And uh, I was, When, when we you talk about, you about
0: the secret word, word, I really wanted that to be like uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse.
2: You said the secret word! Ah! Well, I think I was the one that said exalted, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Maybe next episode. <laughs> okay, be okay. We'll
0: see. But uh, yeah. yeah All right, guys. enter
2: into our contest and tell your friends and get this cool draw.
0: Alright guys, Um, so this is Professional Goblins. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks Jacob. As always, thanks Mike. Um,
3: Anyway, have a wonderful week guys, and we'll see you next week.